and welcome back to Run the Table. I'm Bryce Tinson, and Obert is with me. How you doing, Obert? Doing great. Um, I just got to watch Olivia Rodrigo's live video, um, and that made me a lot happier. Um, Wait, you weren't happier before? No, I, it just made me happier than how I was. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, I just like seeing her face. You know what I'm saying? So y- Your um, cup is getting uh, water all over the wood. Why does your cup always do that? I don't know. It's, it, it can't be like wet on the bottom all the time. So stupid, 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 stupid. You can just put it on the table. Just put it on that. There we get. Can you? Yeah, just wipe that up. Um. Yeah, we're doing it. Um, you might want to know what we're doing. You probably saw by the title. It's a mock draft, draft. 3.0. Um. This is going to be our second to last one. It's the same. Uh, we're gonna go over it starts. I I go second, and pick sixteen. We'll take a little bit of a break. And pick 16 more, baby. And then pick 16 more. Uh, This is going to be a fun one. We're getting closer to draft time. I think it's exciting. Let's go, let's go, let's go. With the number one overall pick, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Aiden Hutchinson. Um, We talked about it last episode. I think all all the points are true. Um, uh, Obviously, great combine. uh, Extremely explosive athlete. Um, Incredible production at Michigan. That and that has always been true. Um, and it really feels like there's movement from the Jaguars uh, to Aiden Hutchinson. Um, I really love the fit. Aiden Hutchinson, um, absolute workhorse, last guy or uh, first guy in, last guy out type player. Yeah. Um, and I think it's great for a Jaguars organization that needs kind of a uh, defensive role model, especially Miles Jack that got. You know what I'm saying? So um, you need a bright light and a kind of a dim, dark, uh, gloomy organization. Fair um, for the last 10 years. Yes. Part of that has been urban, right? A lot of games. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so now you get Aiden Hutchinson in, and he, he leads that defense, and he becomes the strong core, a great building block for this franchise, Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah, Aiden Hutchinson is my number one, too. I just don't think they go tackle. I think tackle's mm. off the board. Um Although Brandon Linder did just retire today, their starting center for eight years. It could open up a door uh, for another offensive line, lineman, but it would it would have to be Ike McQuanu, um because he's so versatile. I just don't think it happens, and I think that there's two options, and I think it's Aiden Hutchinson and or Kayvon Thibodeau, and I like Aiden Hutchinson. Two, the Detroit Lions select Kayvon Thibodeau. I don't like this pick at all. Um, I don't like it for you. You know how I feel about Kayvon. I don't think he's going to be a great player at the next level. Um, I think he's about the fifth best edge rusher in this class. Um, uh, and that's right. insane. Whoa, Aiden. Okay, George, you don't have to go through him. Carl Loftus, David Ajabo. That's insane. Um, You're insane. Jermaine Johnson, Kayvon, Trayvon Walker. Um, so that's that's my six You're right insane. there. Um, I, but but it's not about what I want. To happen, it's about what I think is going to happen. I would have loved to have picked your guy, Kyle Hamilton. I just haven't seen enough of it, mm-hmm. um, or, or heard enough buzz. You know, whatever. I just haven't haven't heard a lot of it to make that pick. Um, and you know what? At the end of the day, uh, Lions need all the help they can get. With all due respect, um, they need some talent on the defensive end. They just don't have a lot of playmakers. Um, yeah. So you get Kayvon Thibodeau, and he's going to make a lot of plays. He is. Um, I, I just don't know in the long run, would I take him over a guy like Georgie K? No. <laughs> would I take him over Aiden Hutchinson? No. David Ochavo? No. Um, the Lions will, and they do. At number two, him. I'm going with Kyle Hamilton. Uh, I'm going to keep picking this until I'm proven wrong on draft day. Uh, but a couple, a couple <laughs> reasons why. I think, I think this pick, pick comes down to two players. I think it's Malik Willis or Kyle Hamilton. I don't think Edge is going to be a target at two specifically because 
this class is so extremely deep at edge and they just re-signed Charles Harris. They have both the Aquora brothers. They are pretty solid. It's not it's not the premier edge duo, but it's it's good enough. <laughs> who, it's, who are the guys there? It's pretty average. You got Julian Aquora, Romeo Aquora, and Charles Harris. And Charles Harris had seven and a half sacks last year. He was really okay. good. He was okay. he was he was really solid, especially especially down uh, uh, the stretch of the season. And I don't think Malik Willis is the pick. I'm sorry. I just don't think mm. the Lions are going to take him at two. And, and you know what? Get get my my number one player in the class, Kyle Hamilton. Hey, I was hung on a cross last episode for putting Malik Willis or no Kenny Pickett at thirty two. Um, so I would agree with you. Listen, I don't think it's at two. I think it could be at thirty two. Yeah, um, yeah, I'd be okay with it at thirty two. I don't think it's at two though. Um, I, yeah, I, I I just don't I don't I don't think that's likely. I don't know why you would do that there. No, I don't. But that. a lot of people are having it. Now I'm going to go Texans with the third overall pick. Now I take Kyle Hamilton. And it's like, okay, if I could have taken him at three, why can't I have just take him at two? I just didn't. I saw one. I literally saw one mock take him at three. And I think I think a lot of that is because of the people are, are still hesitant about the safety and yes. positional value type thing. Oh. Um, three, the Texans need, good God. They're not looking for positional value at this point. They're looking for the best players in the draft. They aren't so good at one position that you can say, okay, they absolutely will not take that, right? I mean, no. I guess quarterback Davis Mills, you want to see how he works out. But other than that, they could go anywhere. Um, and so you get one of the best players in the draft. Um, I've seen him slide a little bit because of his combine stuff. I'm not in support of that. Um, I think he is still a really good player despite those terrible numbers. I'm just kidding. Despite those numbers. Um, but... So, yeah, I, I, I think they take him at three. He may not have the explosiveness as other safeties, but he's a bigger guy. So they take him at three. Makes sense. I like that. for Number the three, the Texans get the number one offensive tackle in this class, Evan Neal. Um, you pair, I mean, you, you want Davis Mills to succeed. It seems like they're going with David's, Davis Mills as their future quarterback. He played pretty solid for, for the position he was in. Get two cornerstone tackles in Laramie Tunsil and Evan Neal. And all of a sudden, you got a, a, a one of the one of the best duos of tackles in the league. Mm. So Davis Mills is is now set up to succeed. You obviously do need more talent at the wide receiver position, but hey, that's why I got they got another pick, right? Exactly. Um, uh, four, New York Jets, Evan Neal, tackle Alabama. Same thing with Zach Wilson. Now he has Makai Becton. He has Evan Neal. Last episode, I think I had them taking Icom. Um, this, it's just Evan Neal. It was just the way the board fell, really. Uh, Evan Neal falls to four. Um, I like that. Really good tackle. And it, and it kind of, you know, really helps your young guy have a really good, solid interior in front of him. Um, I actually, I, I had the, I know, I, I think the last two I mocked uh, tackle uh, to the Jets here, but I'm going with Derek Stingley. Um, you're mm. at four. And I looked, I looked at the I did a little bit more of an in-depth dive into the Jets roster, and they have George Fent, who actually played pretty solid. He came over from Seattle, played pretty solid this year. They signed him to a, a pretty team-friendly deal. And I think he's going to be serviceable this year. I think he's going to be a solid tackle. Uh, PFF graded him at like a 78, I believe. Um, so I don't think tackle is a necessity here at four. And instead, you get the best corner in this class who's got probably, if you talk about ceiling, maybe the highest Mm. ceiling of anybody in this class. I mean, you saw him as a freshman at LSU. He was locking up SEC wide receivers as an 18-year-old. Yep. And then the team kind of fell off. 
There, he kind of fell off, and it, it, there's questions about whether or not he was motivated to play for that team, whether he wanted to be there or not, because he had already proven himself. Um, but yeah, seriously, the talent this kid has is unbelievable, and to put it and to pair him with Robert Sala, who is a, a great defensive mind, I think it's a perfect fit. Um, at the five overall pick. Um, okay, so the Giants, I have trading down. Whoa, with the Falcons who go up at five. Okay, so why does this make sense for the Giants? I'll tell you why. They tread down to eight. Okay, so they go from five to eight. They realize five, the Falcons are going to take a quarterback if they're going to trade up. Six, Panthers have been rumored a lot to take a quarterback. More rumors and more rumors and rumors saying they're going to take a quarterback. And then they have seven. And as long as the Giants aren't going to take a quarterback, I would have two mocked quarterbacks going five and six so they actually still get their guy Mm -hmm. and all they do is add a little bit of draft capital so this actually works out great for them the falcons go ahead of division rival to get the quarterback they want the most malik willis so malik willis goes to the falcons they get a guy instead of matt ryan um marcus mariota will play for a year or two let uh, malik willis develop they kind of play a little bit similar Uh, malik willis is definitely more of an athlete um, but he can learn a thing or two from Marcus Mariota, and uh, that'll be a good bridge situation there. Um, at number five, I have the Giants stand put and go in Ikemaquanu. You get uh, the way I thought of it with with the Panthers looming at six. There's been rumors that uh, you know tackle still at play. Uh, I think you just here you go with the you get two you get the pick between Ikemaquanu and Charles Cross. You take whichever one you feel more comfortable with, and because there are so many questions on that Giants offensive line, I think you go with the you go with the guy with more versatility. He can play inside. He he can play tackle, but he works better as a guard. Iquano is is one of the one of the mean maulers in this class, and I think he works perfectly for this Giants team that's looking for an identity on offense. Six Panthers quarterback Kenny Pickett Pittsburgh. Um, I like this. The small th- hands thing doesn't really come into play. In- Carolina, I'm not a believer in the small hands thing, which I said in last episode. Um, this is obviously the Panthers. They're, they're dying for a quarterback. It, it could be Sammy D, uh, P.J. Walker. I don't know if he's still there. Um, I still don't know what the whole situation is going on with Cam Newton. So they'll need a quarterback for the future, obviously. Um, maybe they're not thrilled with Kenny Pickett. They might have rather had uh, Malik Willis, but hey. That's division rivals being division rivals. You know, they mm-hmm. jump ahead. They're cutting your throat to get ahead. So, uh, uh, Kenny Pickett goes there. Six. Um, at six. Yeah. Uh, the Panthers are going to go Kenny Pickett, even with Malik Willis on the board. I've mocked this in each of the, each of the last two mocks we did. I think Kenny Pickett is the pick here for the Panthers. He just fits the system of Matt rule is coaching for his job this year. They need mm. a quarterback. That's going to be able to win them games this year. And Kenny Pickett is the most pro ready quarterback in this class. Is it going to work? Probably not. Uh, but, you know, they're going to have to take a shot in the dark. And you got some weapons. Kenny Pickett's versatile. He can throw the ball. The small hands aren't going to be an issue in, in Carolina. I think it works out well. Mm. So seven now, this works out perfectly for the Giants. As I said, they take Ike McQuanu, and that just that just works perfectly. Um, they get their guy. Everything you said, that fits their uh, need there at O-line. They're kind of all right at tackle, but like you said, he can bump him on the inside. He's a monster. He's so big, um, so that would work out. Um, and they they really get their get their guy at seven. Uh, seven. Kayvon Thibodeau is still on the board, so the Giants mm. get really lucky here. Um, the Jets could take him at four. I think that's a serious possibility. But I when I was looking at the Jets roster, there is a much bigger need at corner than there is at uh, um, at, at edge. I would agree. 
So they go Derek Stingley there, which means Kayvon Thibodeau falls. This is perfect if you're a Giants fan. You you get the premier edge help you need. Kayvon is athletic. He's got the serious bend and speed off the edge. He's going to be a finesse guy. He's not going to bowl anybody over yet. He could develop that later. But you get one of the freak athletes of this class. Um, at eight Giants, I have Trayvon Walker. So, um, yep, pretty much just like you said. Um, you get a guy. Uh, obviously you had Kayvon. Trayvon's a great athlete too. You lose. Um, obviously didn't have the production Kayvon did. But as far as athleticism go goes, we've really never seen anybody like him, and that's not, everyone likes to say it, that's not an exaggeration. Yeah. From an athleticism standpoint, we've never seen anything like him. Again, I st- what did I say, six? Did I say six, I think? Yeah. Um, I still don't love him. I'm more <laughs> of a production guy anyway. Uh, six might be a little bit. Okay. Maybe it's a little bit much, but, um, and it's and it's hard to produce with that Georgia defense. Everyone's going to produce, so it's like, I need yeah. to get I need to yeah. get my slice of the pie, you know what I exactly. mean? But everyone's everything's already taken. So uh he only had a few sacks, but um explosive athlete, perfect for the Giants, and they get their edge rusher at eight. So they get Ike McQuanu, Trayvon Walker, and a couple of seconds because they traded down a few spots. Um which I works out. I took the exact opposite of pro- approach as you uh, as the Atlanta Falcons. Um mm. what do the Atlanta Falcons need? They need talent. They are one of the most bare-bones rosters in the NFL. They got Cordero Patterson, Kyle Pitts, and A.J. Terrell. Outside of that, I, I, I'm not sure. I think their offensive line is still pretty okay. Outside of that, they really don't have much of anything. Yeah. Um, so they trade down. And who is the lucky suitor that wants or that trades up into the spot with, you know, you got Malik Willis on the board, Charles Cross is still on the board. Well, there's a team that's been rumored to be in love with one of these quarterbacks, and that is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes. They come all the way up from 20. They trade pick 20. 52, 138, and a 23 first-round pick for the yep. Falcons' 8th and 190 to trade up and, t- and take Malik Willis. Listen, um, he he might be good enough to start for that quarterback room, but if not, it's okay. You, you have a good roster in Pittsburgh. You don't necessarily need a, a position other than maybe offensive line, even though they played better than I thought they were going to last year, uh, maybe a wide receiver, but that's stuff that can be addressed later. You still have, you still have your third-round pick. I think you have to you have to take a chance here because the quarterbacks you have on your roster aren't aren't it for the future, Mm-mm. and you're not going to be bad enough to be picking up there. So you're going to eventually you're going to have to trade at some point. That's true. So why not trade up here? And let me say this: if you really like him, right? If you really like him, the Steelers are doing this because who's at nine? Oh, the Seahawks. Mm. They've also been rumored for Malik Willis, so they jump in front of the Seahawks to take the quarterback of the future. Like that. Um, nine. So, uh, Seahawks. Uh, they obviously need some O-line help. They need a lot of help. Um, only position they really don't need is wide receiver. But they'll take Charles Cross, tackle Mississippi State. Falls a little bit on my board because of the two quarterbacks being taken, but uh, still a very solid, uh, serviceable player. Um, helps that O-line. And, uh, you know, the Seahawks, they, they get a little bit closer. I think they'll be one of the worst teams in the NFL next year. Even with Charles Cross on the board, the Seahawks can't pass up on Sauce Gardner. He is wow. too much of what Seattle likes in their corners. He's long. He's physical. Mm. He's instinctual. That's what the Seahawks love. That's what they've been doing for, for 10 years yep. under Pete Carroll. They've gotten these long guys at, at corner. Uh, listen, I think he's a perfect fit. I think he's going he's gonna to be exactly what Pete Carroll wants uh, on that team. I think I just I think they're going to go with perfect fit over necessarily need because corner's not a huge need. They do need it, but it might not. It's probably not a bigger need than tackle. But well, oh, sorry. they're not looking to compete. So why why would you take a tackle yet? Yeah. Um. 
Why did I have him picking a tackle? I'll tell you exactly why. You need one. Ten. Um, <laughs> the Jets are here. And wouldn't you know it, as the board falls, a run of tackles, um, they still get their guy, Derek Stingley Jr., at 10, wow. which is unbelievable. But, I mean, there's a, this is a really good class. You know what I mean? So it's like, uh, you know, Trayvon Walker and Charles Cross, Ike McQuan, all these guys are, you know, they could easily be taken in the top 10. So Derek Stingley Jr. falls. Um, the Jets get a really good corner all the way down there at 10. They don't have to, you know, do anything to get him. Um, and that's a and that's a, that's a great fit there. And then they go Evan Neal and Derek Stingley Jr., those two picks. That's money. That is money. Money to the bank. Um, I had the, so so the reason why I had the Jets going Derek Stingley at four is because I already, they they have this idea in their head that maybe Garrett Wilson might fall to ten. They do need wide receiver. They don't have a they don't have a number one on their team. They have a bunch of number twos and threes. Um, and in order for Zach Wilson to succeed, he's going to need a one. And so they 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 opt for Stingley at four because it's a bigger need than edge. And then Garrett Wilson falls. He falls past Atlanta, who is the really, really the only spot that I could see him going. And they get their guy Garrett Wilson at ten, who is most would say the number one wide receiver in this class. He's got pro potential. He's mm. he, he 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 is going to be a Pro Bowler. He's he's got the athleticism. He's got the speed. He's got everything you want. He's got the ball skills. His yep. route running could be a, a, a little more polished, but look clean. You're not really look looking look for that right now. You're you're just looking for a guy that's going to go get the ball. Looking for and that's exactly what exactly that's what Garrett Wilson is. Could they take Drake London there? No. Um, that's Cause, right. Cause, because cause the, that's too much like Denzel Mims. That's right, because the Commanders take him at 11. Uh, yeah, Commanders, Drake London. I like this. You have Terry McLaurin on one side. He's kind of your route ru- route runner, um, smaller guy, gets open, um, speed guy, you know. Um, so opposite him, now you get a jump ball, just physical beast, Drake London. Um Obviously, the commanders need more help offensively. Um, I could see them going quarterback with Kenny Pickett and uh, Malik Willis being off the board. Uh, it kind of limits their options. They could still go quarterback. I don't see it. I have them taking Drake London. Um, obviously, they need more wide receivers, so this helps them, and I like that. Pick. I think with how deep of a wide receiver class it is, the commanders are not going to look to go wide receiver here. And instead, they're going to look to go corner because William Jackson is not the answer as CB2. He was... Awful last year. And so instead, they go Trent McDuffie, who uh, I think fits the scheme well. He's got very, very good zone instincts, which Ron Rivera likes to run a lot of zone. And so I think I think at the end of the day, they're going to opt to replace a corner rather than give uh, or take a wide receiver early when you can get a pretty solid one, maybe maybe straight up in the second round for it. So I Trent- think they go Trent McDuffie here. Um, he's physical, undersized, but... He works well in zone schemes with great zone instinct. Here's my thing about the wide receivers that I think teams should watch out for. And I also think Diami Brown makes a little bit of a jump. And if him at North Carolina, he was more of a jump ball receiver. Obviously, he's only six foot compared to the six five Drake London. But I do think that he's still got the same sort of skill set. Maybe not as good as Drake London, but I expect him to take a bigger jump in year two. Sure. Um, my only thing about wide receiver is I think there could be seven or eight. I mean, think about all the teams that need wide receiver towards the bottom of this uh this you know draft the packers the chiefs after trading their star wide receivers um 
the Lions even. The, um, the problem is, is that they Bucks. already have they already have Bills. They have their number one. They have a great number two in Curtis Samuel. Mm. Why would you take another guy when this corner class isn't very good after the first three picks? I mean, Andrew True. Andrew Booth is a fine fine corner, but he's not what you're going to get at the top. Um, and you, you can't trot William Jackson out there again. I mean, he was terrible. He was just abysmal last year. PFF graded him at 58. Yeah, I don't think they're going to compete this year, though. Um, I do. The NFC sucks. That's true. Um, I still am over the Eagles. Agreed? I might. Okay. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, uh, 12. Um, Ahmad Gardner to the Vikings. Yeah, corners kind of fall for me. Um, I just think it was how the uh, how the... How, how it played out, but um, Vikings get a really good corner. Um, Pat Pete's not getting any younger, obviously. Um, so uh, you get a longer physical corner. Cincinnati, Mod Gardner, love it. So with the last two mocks, I believe I uh, mocked the Vikings an edge here. Not this time. They got Zadarius Smith, who's one of the one of the better edge rushers in the in the league right now. Um, they picked him up on a pretty pretty hefty deal, but I think it was worth it. Uh, they now got to Neil Hunter and Zadarius Smith. Hopefully. Daniel Hunter can stay healthy. So instead, they go out and get, in my opinion, the second best interior offensive lineman, Zion Johnson. Uh, right now, they have some they have some question marks at their guard position. They have uh, Ezra Cleveland and oh, what's the other guy's name? Uh, something da- Wyatt Davis. Wyatt Davis. Uh, Wyatt Davis wasn't very good. Ezra was all right. He's still kind of young. Uh, he also offers some position flexibility. He, he he could start as a swing man. I would likely think that he starts. Maybe Ezra Cleveland bumps to the swing man. But he fits the Sean McVay outside zone scheme that Kevin O'Connell is going to bring over. Mm. So I just think with all the question marks about your offensive line that seem to seem to be you know persistent year after year after year, corner's not great for you. But there's not any good corners right now. Otherwise, that's probably what you take. So I think he goes Ion Johnson here. Um, with the 13th pick, the Houston Texans obviously traded Deshaun Watson. Get the Browns pick. Go with George Karloff this Purdue. Um, obviously one of my favorite edge rushers in this class, absolutely physical, probably the strongest edge rusher in this class. Um, he, he moves guys, you know what I mean? He absolutely moves guys. There's not a lot of people that can stay in front of him. You can put two, three, four guys in front of him. He's moving them. Um, he was really good, uh, against the run too. Nobody really talks about that as far as George Karloftis goes, but against the run, he was fantastic. He was just as good against the run as he was as a pass rusher. He had so many tackles for loss, huge body, took up two or three blockers. Great player in that sense. Um, and so I think it's a good good fit there for the Texans. They need as much help as they can get, obviously. <laughs> I um, oh. So, uh, you know, a guy that can do so much and helps you in so many different ways is perfect for the Texans. Are 13. Um, I was watching a mock draft, and, and the mocker, Brought up a great point. The Texans are just going to need people that want to play for them. <laughs> They're not going to be good. So you it's need true. a guy that's going to come in and not complain. Someone who hasn't really mm. been in the spotlight all of his career. And who you know who that guy is? George Karloftis. Mm. He is tough. He's physical. He's mean. They run a 3-4 defense. He would be a fantastic 5-tech. True. Fantastic 5-tech. He could be one of the best 5-techs in the league. Yeah. I mean, he's he is so strong. He, 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 he plays the run better than I think any other edge in this class. Mm. He pushes the pocket. He might not be the best finesse rusher, but he doesn't have to be at five tech. Because you got you, you got your offside linebackers coming off the edge. I just think it's a I, I think it's a really good fit. He's got that blue collar type mentality. He's gonna come to work, he's gonna get his shit done, and yep. he's gonna kick some ass. Hell yeah. Um 
14, the Ravens. Uh, they take Jermaine Johnson. They're, they're always looking for athletes and just guys who are just going to come in and be really fast. And so, you know, this is a terrible pick. You know, I hate it. Um, I don't like it. That's what they're going to go with because they're dumb. Um, and so they go with Jermaine Johnson, and he's going to fight. But you're out. happy. Oh, yeah, I'm happy about it. Um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm taking the perspective of every, every team. So I, like, oh, okay. as the Ravens, I hate this. Um, he's going to flame out a couple of years, and this is going to go to shit. But Wait, why is he going to flame out? Uh, um, He is... Uh, he'll develop a you know, debilitating foot foot fetish or something like that. Interesting. Um, so, okay. So I have, I have the Ravens actually trading back. Okay. Um, there's a team out there. You, you mentioned wide receiver. There's a team that is in desperate need of wide receivers. That team is the green Bay Packers. They trade 22, 53 and 132 for 14 and 196. So the Packers are going to trade up and you know, there's still a couple guys on the board. Drake London's still there. Uh, but I actually have them going Traylon Burks because because Alan Lazard and Drake London together are too redundant. They both do the same thing. They run down the field. They try to catch the ball. Okay, you, you following? Well, yeah, but like Alan Lazard's not gonna like. They're okay if he's gone. Like Alan Lazard's not gonna be there for more than a year. They or two. don't have anybody else. That is the problem. Ah, uh, I see what you're saying. So their their top team- three receivers are Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, and Amari Rogers. Mm. They absolutely need somebody that is going to be a playmaker on every single down mm. in every single possible way. So they go Traylon Burks here, who I know you hate. Uh, he can do it all. I mean, let's be honest. He's got the frame of a Debo Samuel and A.J. Brown. Uh, his four five forty wasn't great, but guess what? Four I, five five. Okay. <laughs> I, I watched him outrun SEC defenses. He made them look silly. He made them look... He torched them all year silly. long. Come on, come on mate. He's way faster on the field than his four five five time. He's going to be the perfect weapon for Aaron Rodgers at all three levels. He's going to be able to get him the ball, and he's going to make plays. He's going to be, I think, I don't know if I put in my notes. I didn't, but I think he could be in the running for rookie of the year. Oh. Um, 15, the Eagles take Devin Lloyd, linebacker Utah. Um, this is a good fit there. Um, they need a linebacker. They get one, meat eater. Um, it works. Physical guy. 15. Charles Cross is still on the board, so the New Orleans Saints are making a trade to jump another team that's in need, desperate need of a tackle. Um, so they trade uh, with the Charges. Eagles. They trade 18 and 98 for 15 and 124. Um, so they're falling three spots and falling 26 spots in the, in, uh, in the third round. Um, I think I think this is the right move because you lose Teron Armstead to Miami. But your offensive line outside of right tackle is extremely good. It's still mm. really, really good. You add Charles Cross, who is maybe the best pass protector in this class, and all of a sudden, Jameis Winston has a top five offensive line to work with. He's got Alvin Kamara. He's got Michael Thomas. Uh, not much after that. Um, Saints still got uh, still got some question marks at wide receiver. Um, but there are still mm. some free agent wide receivers out there that could, that could find yep. their way to New Orleans. True. Uh, I just think that Charles Cross, if he falls this far, which is a possibility given the way my board fell, uh, I think this is going to be a, a huge, huge pickup for them. Um, also, something to keep in mind, like 
three picks all in you know, a span of five picks, that probably won't happen. You know what I mean? Like uh, teams don't like to go right back to back like that. Typically, you know, they'll use one of the picks on a guy they really like, and then another pick they'll trade back. So that actually makes a lot of sense there. Exactly. Um, well, it's funny because they actually traded back to have two back to back picks. <laughs> it, yeah. it is what it is, but they, um, they, you move up 30 or 30 ish spots in the third round. Sure. Um, yeah, I, I, Pro, and, and especially for a team who's just like they're not they just made the playoffs you know exactly. what I mean they, they're not necessarily looking for 10 guys so um they, they actually might be <laughs> who knows um Trent McDuffie corner Eagles again corner kind of fell for me um but this actually works out for the Eagles they I think they really need help on that defense event we saw it in the Buccaneers game that was ugly um Buccaneers pretty much did whatever they wanted to them especially in that first half I think the score at halftime was like 28 to 3 Twenty-eight-seven, yeah. something like that. It was it was ugly. Um, so they get extra help in that respect. And Trent McDuffie is a extremely talented player. Falls all the way down to them at sixteen. They take him with their second pick. So at sixteen, I have the Eagles taking Devin Lloyd, um, linebacker. Is it, they lose Alex Singleton, who wasn't a good cover guy in the first place. They bring in Kazir White, who is, but he's more of a sub linebacker. You need a guy that's going to be able to run fit on first and second down who also has a little bit of coverage ability, and that is Devin Lloyd. He is my number one LB in this class. I think he is going to be a day one starter and is going to be a serious playmaker for this Eagles defense that does need some some help at that linebacker position. Well, we'll take a break. Oh, that is. That, that was 16. <laughs> yeah, I, I completely blanked. We will take a break. We will get back with the Chargers pick at 17. Okay, we are back. Obert, 17, the charges. Um, luckily for them, Jordan Davis is still on the board. Um, I've seen a lot of people have him go higher than this because of the 40, um, because of the combine in general. He did so well in that respect. But luckily for the Chargers, um, and, you know, they did get a couple of really nice free agent additions, and that's great for them. But at the end of the day, um, you need a guy who can be there and be an absolute force in this league for, I think, 10 to 15 years. He is an absolute athlete. He is absolutely huge. I think, you know, and not a lot of people are talking this, but why can't you, you know, try and condition this guy? Why can't he play more than a couple of downs, um, you know, a game? How come he can't be a, you know, guy you put in there, second and long situations, or, you know, second and one goal line? How come you can't put him in for more than everyone wants him to? Uh, he's fast enough, right? I feel like he could play um, more than people are saying he will. Um, so yeah, I'll I get still, to that with my pick. With I still where think he goes. there is value there. The Chargers, I still think, need it, despite the uh, uh, free agent additions. Um, you get Jordan Davis, and your D-line becomes automatically so much better. Um, I completely disagree with you. I think uh, bringing in... They brought in three defensive tackles that are top 20 in run defense. I think that it... It went from a weakness to it's not a strength completely because none of them are like elite level, but they're good. They're good run. Well, I I mean in terms of run defense, they are elite, but like they are not elite defensive tackles in the way that Vita Vea you is. You said complete disagree, so I'm a fact check you. You better be right. What do you mean? You said you went after me as a person. So no, I didn't. I said I said I completely disagree with taking Jordan Davis there. I'm um, fact checking you. Uh, what are you fact checking? Um, how good these shabronis are. Three, I think it was three, four, and 18 is what I remember uh, seeing. Um, but instead they need, they, okay, they have a serious need at right tackle. Storm I, Norton is a 
abysmal. He is so bad. Their left side is fantastic. So is their center with Corey Lindsley. But Storm Norton is one of the worst tackles in the league. So unfortunately, they have, they take Trevor Penning, who is is the fourth best tackle. I'm not in love with Trevor Penning. I think he's too much of an undisciplined player right now. But he's mean. Uh, Trevor or Justin Herbert won't have to worry about getting hit from his right side because if anybody did hit him, uh, Trevor Penning might take their head off. Uh, it's it's an interesting uh, addition to a team that already was penalized a lot last year. But if Storm Norton plays 17 games again, I don't know if you can make the playoffs. Um, do you know who the DTs were that they did sign? Uh, sh- let me go. Sebastian uh, sure. Joseph Day. Sebastian Joseph Day was was the. Yeah, he sucks. Oh, he doesn't. Um, only three sacks last year. Not good enough. I literally just told you they were um, run defensive guys. I'll go try to find the tweet. He only played in seven games. Now this guy's a bum. This guy's a bum. Sebastian Joseph Day, bum. Um, who's who else did they get? Whoever they get, this guy's going to be a bum. I am going to go after him. Gerald Everett, does that sound right? Um, He's a tight end. Okay. Uh, J- now, uh, Chris, now, Austin Johnson, probably. Yep. Okay. Um, I'm ready to absolutely expose this guy. This guy sucks. Austin Johnson, who are you? Who are you? Football nose tackle. But you suck. 313 pounds. Um... Three and a half sacks. Socks. Dude, absolutely socks. Hey, are any of these guys 300 or 565 pounds and can run a uh, 478? Didn't think so. So, how about that? Huh? How about that? No, they don't need it. Um, Everyone needs it. All right, I'll just get to So 18. then why didn't he go number one? Um, Because some teams need it more than others, i.e. the Chargers. 18. Saints, Garrett Wilson somehow falls. What? Yeah, I know. Um, Not a lot of wide receivers are taken at this point. There's just so many good players. It's tough. You feel like so many great guys are slipping, but Garrett Wilson slips. He falls to 18. The Saints take him. I think there are a few teams that could have taken him. I think the Eagles could take him there, 15 and 16. I could see them taking a wide receiver. Um... The Chargers were rumored to take a wide receiver. I don't like that for them. Uh, it depends on what you think about Mike Williams, Keenan Allen. I personally love Mike Williams. Um, Texans could take a guy at 13. I think that's what you—oh, no, you had George Carl off this. Uh, you know, so so there are teams out there. Um, the Vikings, maybe. Um, but as it is, he falls to 18. Garrett Wilson to the Saints. Here we go. And he's an electric player. Saints obviously need wide receiver help. As you said, this is a perfect fit. The Chargers IDL group by 2021 run-stop ranking. Minimum of 65 run defensive plays. Uh, Brian Fajoko, number one. Sebastian Sebastian Joseph Day, second. Austin Johnson, 18th. Who was the first guy? Breeden Fajoko. Was he already there? I don't know. It's a great question. Then how did they get him? Let me see the tweet. Send me the tweet, and I'll and I'll, you know, I'll debunk it or something. I don't know. I'll figure it out. But um, listen, these guys were signed for like two million dollars. So like, yes, 
I don't know how good they were, but they're not good enough. Listen, um, run-stopping run defensive tackles don't go for a premium on the market. That's what you're. That, that's what you don't understand. What about guys who run four seven eight and are okay? Number eighteen. 3, I have the pounds. Eagles going with Drake London. They need a guy who can catch the ball. They've had some trouble with with guys uh, not being able to catch the ball. JJ Arthago Whiteside being the big culprit. Jalen Rager even. Hey, I can catch a ball. Get me out there. Um, he can he can push the field. Uh, he's a downfield threat and he's a great. Uh, security blanket for Jalen Hurts when he gets out of the pocket, needs to make a play, just throws it up there. Drake London turns balls into 75-25 uh, for 50-50. So. 19. This is one of my favorite picks. Eagles take David Ojabo. Um, I love this pick. You get one of the highest producing, best athletes, uh, just best players in this draft. David Ojabo, one of my favorite edge rushers in this class. I saw it all year at Michigan. He absolutely dominated. A little bit overshadowed by the number one overall pick, Aiden Hutchinson, who wouldn't be overshadowed by a player like that, who is that talented. Um, But as it was, he had a phenomenal year for Michigan and uh, put up crazy numbers. A hell of a lot better numbers than Trayvon Walker. I'll tell you that much. Um, but he doesn't get half the respect for God knows why. Obviously, he had the injury. But listen, because, it's 2022. Because Trayvon Walker is a lot more uh, of an athlete. Don't don't care. And um, well, and he he's David Ojabo is just a finesse rusher. Sure. Trayvon um, Walker can do both. Yeah, and only what, what did it get him in return? Three sacks. Uh, David Ojabo, 19. Love that pick. He's got the injury. It's 2022. Hey, guys can come back from stuff like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? In this day and age, you got doctors, you got medical professionals. I'm not worried. <laughs> I just find your your transformation from look just like strictly looking at combine numbers from last one to only wanting production in this one. I love it. I love I love I love That's the transformation. That's what I did. No, um 19 I Eagles that. uh with the New Orleans picker going Trayvon Walker. Uh he's the best edge rusher on the board. Um he's athletic he can do it all uh in terms of run stopping pa- uh, uh power rush finesse rush uh, i think this would be a perfect draft for the eagles they use all three round, uh, all three picks on guys that are going to make an immediate day one impact listen i mocked guys where they were because of their combines that's because teams like that what i like what i personally like is production that's why I'm a big fan of David Ojabo. I know NFL teams aren't like that. That's why he goes 19, Trevor Walker goes 8, 20, Steelers, Desmond Ritter. Um, whoa, Obert, I can't believe you made that pick. I like this. Um, personally, you know, I want the Steelers to kind of take a shitty quarterback. And, like, you know, logistically speaking, the Steelers, Desmond Ritter, this is kind of a good fit. You get a bigger guy, um, uh, obviously an athlete, and you need somebody who can take a lot of hits. This is the AFC North. It's tough. You got a lot of great edge rushers. Um, and so when you think about Desmond Ritter, uh, he's tough, can take a few hits, and he's sturdy. Obviously, he can move around a little bit, which you need in today's game. Uh, strong enough arm to throw in those, you know, nasty cold weather situations. He's not ridiculous. He's not a magician. He's not Mahomes. He's not Deshaun Watson. But he's a good, solid player, and he fits there at 20. Um, at 20, I have this is where the Falcons fell after trading with the Steelers. They go with Jamison Williams. Um, they need a wide receiver. Their wide receiver room is pretty barren right now, obviously, with Calvin Ridley being out. The only problem is I don't know how much Jamison Williams is going to play this year, which is probably not a bad thing if you're the Falcons. Um Marcus Mariota is your starting quarterback right now. You're not really looking to compete, and instead... 
You draft Jameson Williams. He sits for a year. He's probably the number two or one guy if he's healthy. And next year, you know, once you get Calvin Ridley back, you get Jamison Williams fully healthy. You either have C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young because they're picking one or two. Yep. I mean, let's be honest. They're going to be terrible. And so now you have those three guys and Cordero Patterson for Arthur Smith to work with. That could be a really scary offense. 21, the Patriots select Jamison Williams. Um, I love this pick here for the Patriots. Uh, kind of a culture clash. Patriots only like guys that are physical and, you know, are tough and blah, 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 blah. Well, this is the greatest athlete you've ever seen. So, boom. How's about that one? Um, It kind of fits perfectly for Mac Jones. That's a need um, unless he wants to keep throwing to Kendrick Bourne forever. Um, So, yeah, they go with Jamison Williams. Um, Maybe they'll want to compete now, and so they'll take a ready, you know, ready player like Chris Olave or something like that could be a fit. But at the end of the day, I think they're the 11th best team in the AFC, and they're better going for the guy who has a longer, you know, better potential in the long run rather than somebody who will help you get third place rather than fourth place in your division. I think that the Patriots are going to go Chris Olave. Obviously, Jamie Williams is off the board here. Um, But I actually would rather have the Patriots taking Chris Olave over Jamie Williams if they were to get him. Because Chris Olave fits what the Patriots are trying to do more than what Jameson Williams does. The Patriots, more so than a lot of other teams, are are setting the trend for shorter uh, yards per attempt. Uh, we saw it last year a lot with, with Kendrick Bourne, with Jacoby Myers. They weren't pushing the ball down the field a ton. And what does Chris Olave do best? He's the best route runner in this class, and it's not close. He gets open David short. He's not. No. Chris Olave is better. Uh, short and hey, intermediate. Two months ago, you didn't say that. Yeah, I did. I don't think so. I did. Okay. I said David Bell has more production and is a better wide receiver, but Chris Olave's right running is unmatched in this class. I disagree. Okay. Agree to disagree then. Um, he's fantastic after the catch. Uh, obviously, short to intermediate. He, he works extremely well, which is what, what the Patriots are trying to do. And I think he could. Pro- he is my favorite to be rookie of the year if he gets drafted to the Patriots. Mm. Um, he goes here to the to the Packers. Listen, I'm not a f- big fan of the Packers trading up because, like you said, there's so many great wide receivers anyway. So you get a great player here at 22. You have the two picks. Um, so I have them taking Chris Olave, wide receiver, Ohio State. Um, like you said, you know, with the wide receivers you have, you need a guy who's going and. With the state of your team, the Packers, like, they're not going to be a 7-10. and 10. Like, you just signed Aaron Rodgers, two-time MVP, back-to-back MVP winner, to so much money. You need to compete. He's only going to be playing for so many years. you got to get a guy who's ready now, who can compete, who can play and make big plays. And like you said, that's Chris Olave, who already has played, what, four or five years in college? It's a great fit there. I think Chris Olave is too much like Amari Rodgers and... Oh! I think that's the only that's my only problem with it, and that's and that's why I had them trading up is because that way you have your pick of every wide receiver outside of Garrett Wilson. Um, twenty two. This is where the Ravens are picking, and guess what? They get David Ojabo, who falls because of the Achilles. 
I think it's going to happen. I still think he gets picked in the first round. And uh, I had the Ravens picking him at, at was it 14 anyway? Mm. Uh, in my last two mocks, the fit just works too well. Talk about Mike McDonald, uh, the Michigan defensive coordinator last year, who is now the Ravens defensive coordinator. You talk about Odafe Owe, who is his high school teammate, who David Ojabo adores. They would work really well together. He fits in that in that 3-4 scheme coming off the edge. He offers you some, a little bit of pass coverage. It's not great. It's there. It's not great. He's really raw, but he's an athletic freak. Um... In the 3-4, is he the outside linebacker? Yeah. Okay. Um, 23. That's what he played at Michigan. Okay. Um, 23, Cardinals, Devontae Wyatt. Uh, D-line, Georgia. I love this pick. Cardinals desperately needed help uh, in this respect. Um, you get a strong guy who can just eat people. Obviously a great athlete, overshadowed by Jordan Davis. but He's still a great player. Um, and obviously, you know, this was the biggest Cardinals need of last season. They were terrible stopping the run. They got literally manhandled last year all throughout. Um, so that, that that fits a big hole. Um, I have him going with Jordan Davis because he's still on the board. He falls. Uh, I, I think it's mostly because the Chargers don't take him at uh, 17. I don't really think there's a spot in the top 20 that a team is going to be like, oh, yes, let us get interior D-line over some of these other positions. True. Uh, so I think Jordan Davis... Falls to the Cardinals, and I think it is the best, best possible case scenario for this Cardinals team that they get the best interior D lineman in this class. He comes in, and it's probably top 10, I would say, if not higher, uh, on day one, which is something this Cardinals defense desperately needs. Um, they lost a lot of sack production in Chandler Jones, but I think if you add Jordan Davis, which I who I think has some pass rush upside, I think it, it, it helps whoever is... On, on the edge because he's going to eat up two or three blocks. He is the perfect A-gap player. He, he he can take up two gaps at once. That's how good he is. How come people are saying he's not going to play as many snaps as I want him to? I don't know. I don't know. I, uh, Seems I, stupid I, to me. I don't really get it. Vita Vea, it, it plays three downs. I, I don't true. I don't get why Jordan Davis couldn't. He's. I, I think the reason why he didn't at Georgia is because it's Georgia. They have a bunch of five mm. stars. They don't need to play him in third down. He's, he probably isn't the best interior pass rush uh, D lineman at Georgia, which no. is why he, which is why he probably didn't play. Uh, when you have when you have two two uh, defensive um, units, defensive line units that you can just swap in and out, and there's really not that much of a drop off. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, it's true. Um, Twenty four. Cowboys get Bernard Raymond. Um, this just works. He falls. Um, Cowboys obviously need O-line help after Lyle Collins goes to the Bengals. So you get a replacement there. And um, I think this works a lot for them. Um, Hopefully Dak can be better protected. It's tough. There's a lot of holes on this team after free agency. That really concerns me. But you try to fix it the best you can with Bernard Raymond. Yeah. um, I, I found this out today. By the time the season starts, he'll be 25 years old. Wow. So Jeez. he came over from Australia. Um, so he's an Australia. six seven. He's a big guy. Uh, I have the Cowboys going Devontae Wyatt. Uh, once again, they get lucky because of the positional value uh, argument. Uh, Devontae Wyatt falls. Their D line, uh, interior D line, needs some help. They still have uh, two great edge rushers. Uh, Michael Parsons is elite. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence is on. It, it, is great. I don't know if he's quite in that elite category, um, but having Devonte Devonte uh, Wyatt up up the middle is going is going to make their lives so much easier. 
Um, 25 Bills take Trevor Penning. Um, it's kind of a weird fit for a guy who's sloppy and a team that wants to compete now. But um, at the end of the day, Bills do need some O-line help. Um, you know, it's weird. It's like they're so good, but I still feel like they have some holes. Um, so they get Trevor Penning. I still think that they could take a wide receiver here. Um, but the problem is there's just so many guys that have been taken at this point. You know, Chris Olave and Jamison Williams and Garrett Wilson and, you know, three wide receivers within the last five picks. So instead, they get some O-line help, Trevor Penning, Northern Iowa. I have the Bills going with Andrew Booth, junior corner out of Clemson. Um, CB2 is probably their biggest need. Um, outside of Trey White, they really don't have anybody. Andrew Booth, Jr. is a very physical and, and long boundary option that has great ball instincts for the Bills. Um, he, he The reason why he's not in that same tier as, as the top three guys is because his feet and hips aren't great. They're not very fluid. Um, he's choppy a lot of the times. But I don't think that's really going to matter on the boundary because the or the Bills play a lot of deep zones uh, with their boundary corners. So I think it's a, a really good fit. Um, twenty six. All right, uh, Tennessee Titans select Zion Johnson. I like this pick. Uh, o line wasn't great for the Titans last year. Um, you know, so much talk about Derrick Henry. He struggled towards the towards the end of the year. Obvious. Well, he got injured, and then the playoff game, he looked like shit. Um. You need you need to give Tannehill some more time um, if he's the option. I don't really think he's the answer for the future. So they go Zion Johnson, guard, Boston College. There you go. I have uh, the Titans also going with the Johnson, but it's Jermaine Johnson. Yeah, he falls a little bit. I still think he's a really good player, but I don't understand him skyrocketing so much strictly based off of senior bull tape. Like his his actual game tape wasn't that impressive. But in the senior bowl, he really did. So I don't really understand how he's, you know, flying up the draft boards. I think 26 is a perfect place to draft him for the Titans. They they still do need edge help, even though that they had, they had the nine sack game against the Bengals. Their front four was bad last year. It just was. So I, I think he comes in and helps. He has the tools to become elite. He's not going to be elite day one. He's going to be good. But he's got the tools and the raw athleticism to get there. I just don't think it's there yet. 27, the Bucks take Tyler Linderbaum. He falls a little bit. He does. Um, but you lose Alex Kappa. This could be a good replacement. Um, Tom Brady's old and fragile. You need a guy to protect him. You get Tyler Linderbaum. The NFL just released a statement, which is which was interesting. But we won't talk about that on on on, on this. But uh Does that have anything to do with my guy? Good. Um, Good. Buccaneers go with Kyrie Lam. So the Bucks are in a weird spot. Um, Tom Brady retires after or retires and then comes back after forty six days. They lose a couple guys. Um, they lose Jordan Whitehead. They re-sign Carlton Davis, which I think was big. They don't have a ton of corner depth, um, and they got guys that are. are, are Contracts are coming up. They got Antoine Winfield, Sean Murphy Bunting, and Jamil Dean that they're all going to have to pay. I don't think they'll be able to afford all three of them. Um, so one of them's gone, and I guess my guess would be it would be Jamil Dean um, or Jamel Dean. So you take Kyrie Alam here. Uh, he's going to be a good rotational piece this year, and then next year um, when you have to let one of the guys walks, he steps in at CB two or CB three, uh, where, wherever you need him to be based off of your uh, personnel packages. Comes in and is is a pretty solid cornerback. 
28, Packers. Um, This one's a big splash. Uh, Packers take Traylon Burks, wide receiver, Arkansas. How in the, you Two are wide receivers in the same draft. There's this no way is what he I falls that far. That's what I would do. There's no way he falls that far. Oh, um, he should because he's uh, fat. fat and boring. Um, So I, I really like this for the Packers here. Yeah, two wide receivers. That's exactly what I would do. Like we talk about, I mean, they could still get Julio Jones or Odell Beckham Jr. or you know Jarvis Land. Who knows? Who knows what they could get? But there's still free agent wide receivers out there, and I'm not really worried about their guys on the team. Those guys suck. I don't care if you know somebody will get their feelings hurt because I'm picking their replacement. Sorry, Alan Lazard, get lost. Um, so Traylon Burks at 28, he goes there to the Packers. Um. I don't love the guy for obvious reasons, um, but, you know, the Packers need a wide receiver. At this point, I think he's the best wide receiver on the board just because there's such a big drop-off, but um, he can make plays. He can make plays. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's a need for the Packers. They get a guy. You're they get a body. You're you know what I mean? You're unbelievable. <laughs> um I don't think that there's no way the Packers go two wide receivers. There's just they're not. doing it. They, they should. They haven't. They have much. never drafted one in the first round. And you think they're going to make the jump to two? Yeah, I don't buy it. They um, should. I think they go with unless Kenyon they're going to roll with uh, yes. yes and two other bums. Yes, right. Absolutely. Fill in the um, blank and two other bums. Absolutely. Yes, I wouldn't. Uh, Kenyon Green, uh, interior offensive lineman, Texas A and M. Uh, I think wide open play, like I said, I just don't think I don't think it's gonna happen. We're talking about the Packers here. Um, they get the third best interior offensive line guy in this prospect. He don't get me wrong, he is fantastic. He'll be a solid uh, starter for them day one, and uh, and he he fits their he fits their scheme of zone of zone runs. Uh, yeah, he's just a really solid prospect. Mm. Uh, Twenty nine. Talk about a team that needs wide receiver. The Chiefs select. George Pickens. Um, they lose Tyreek Hill. They'll need a new one for the future, which sounds weird with the Chiefs because it feels like they got him coming out of their nose. But after they lose Sammy Watkins a couple of years ago, they lose Tyreek Hill. They're kind of just left with McCall Hardman, Marcus Valdez-Scanting, and a bag of chips. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So Juju Smith-Schuster. Bag of chips, exactly. Um, <laughs> so they take George Pickens. And um, he's a great player. I think he helps them win now. And... Uh, uh, they they get back to back picks, and I really like their second pick. I have the Chiefs going with Dax Hill at number twenty nine. Um, they bring in Justin Reed, so I don't think safety is necessarily a play. Otherwise, I probably would have take, had them taking Lewis Seen. Um, but their cornerback room is not great uh, after Charvarius Lord or Charvarius Ward left to go to San Francisco. Uh, Even with him, I don't think it was great. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, you're absolutely right. Uh, <laughs> He offers a lot of versatility. Hill does. He uh, played some free. He played a lot of slot. He played free safety. He even played some boundary at Michigan. Um, he's hard nosed. He's gritty. He's a playmaker. Instinctual. I think this is the perfect fit. I think he's a honey badger type player. Um, that's just more athletic. Mm. Um, Thirty with the Chiefs. This is just it's classic Chiefs falls into their laps. Thirty Andrew Booth Jr. Um, I watch him a lot at Clemson as a Clemson guy. He just makes plays, just flies around the field and makes plays. Um, I really like this guy, and I think it's a good fit for a Chiefs team that is kind of desperate on defense. We saw it in the Bills game. Uh, we saw it in the Bengals game, especially on that last drive in overtime. They pretty much just went right down the field on them. T Higgins, Jamar Chase did whatever they wanted. They need help at corner, and they get it with Andrew Booth Jr. And they did play a lot of zone. Um, especially the back half of that season. So I think that is kind of a fit there. 
Andrew Booth. Um, the Chiefs are going to go with uh, Jahan Dotson. Mm. Um, I originally mocked them, George Pickens, like you did. But he's almost like the exact same player that MVS is. He might... He, MVS is a bum. I don't care. He might have better hands, but both of them are only downfield threats. That's really all they give you. Mm. So, what? No, no, it's fair. I just don't so, like it. <laughs> so, they go with Jahan Dotson instead, who is more of that uh, short to intermediate route runner. You just get him the ball. He's great after the catch. He just makes plays happen. I mean, we saw it at Penn State. He was he was playing with Sean Clifford and was their number one option, and he just toasted defenses. Like, you knew they were going to Jahan Dotson, and you still couldn't stop it. Not only does he... Because Wisconsin's defense was a bunch of white boys. Not only does he offer the deep-level threat, but he's also really good short to intermediate, which they do need. I mean... Uh, Juju Smith Schuster, I don't really I don't really know what you would he's he's probably, you know, pretty He's your slot guy do all. Yeah. Uh and then McCole Hardman is just your speedster. So you get a guy in Jahan Dotson who is going to be kind of your quote unquote security blanket at the wide receiver position. Um I think it's going to be a great weapon for Patrick Mahomes. Um isn't he a bit like McCole Hardman though? Can I make that argument? No, because he's not that fast. He's pretty fast. He's not that fast. Um and he can do more. McCall, McCall Hardman, the, if you if you watch the Chiefs, which you which you've watched a lot of Chiefs uh, uh, Chiefs football, they really only get the ball to McCall Hardman in the in like the five yards and under range. They'll mm. throw him a lot of smoke screens, uh, slants, but they don't really like Have anything been, over yeah. ten yards. Yep. He doesn't run. True, which I think is what Jahan what Jahan Dotson offers. Thirty one Bengals Kenyon Green. Um, I said this last episode. I still like O-line for them. I get their um, additions. It's just, to me, it's just a bunch. It's A, it's a lot of older guys that, like, like I don't know. For me, I'm not a huge believer in free agency additions are going to be your long-term, long-term answer. And, like, they want to win now, and I get that. But, like, they're a team, you know, that... A, no matter, you know, and I like the additions. I just don't think, I don't think that's a permanent answer. Um, other than Lyle Collins, that could be like a five-year answer or something like that. Other than that, I like Kenyon Green, Texas A&M, to the Bengals. Um, I have the Bengals going with Tyler Linderbaum instead. You're absolutely right. You still do need some some interior help. Uh, you can't just solely rely on free agency to solve all your problems. Um, and so you get the best interior O-line guy in the class. My problem is he can only play center. He doesn't really have any position flexibility. And I think so you move Ted Karras out to a guard um, or you, you figure it out because mm-hmm. because Tyler Linderbaum at this point, I don't really like any of the corners for, um, uh, if, I mean, Jalen Petrie is really the best corner on the board at this point, which is not not what you're looking for if you're the Bengals. You go best player available. I think that's Tyler Linderbaum. He's probably a top 10 player in this class. You get him at 31, make it work. I just like Jalen Petrie for the Jags or the Lions in those second round area. I'll just throw that out there. Really? Because, ah. Uh, Interesting. Um, why? Because he's an athlete. That's why. Um, 32. This is one of my favorite picks in this draft. Uh, Nicobe Dean, linebacker, Georgia Lions. Um, I thought about going quarterback because that's a a gaping hole. That is a huge need, massive need. But um, I, I went with disagree. I went with a playmaker that I thought you might enjoy a little bit more, even though I know you hate him. Um, so yeah, you know, you guys. Hey, listen, I I know you know you missed out on your other linebacker, Kyle Hamilton. So I thought I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So you get a guy who right against the pass. You know, classic sub linebacker. Throw him out there, and he'll be a meat eater and also defend the pass. Um, actually, 
I have them solving their quarterback issue. What? Yeah. Um, they traded pick 32 to the Los Angeles Chargers for Justin Herbert. Oh, my God. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, it was actually for Deshaun Watson. I was going to say, oh. No, okay. The Lions at 32 do not take N'Kobe Dean because he doesn't fit what they're trying to do. What I, are they trying to do? Uh, the more I have reasoned myself throughout this, throughout pick 32, um, I think it comes down to uh, a couple players. I think N'Kobe Dean would be the worst pick here. Why? Um, because for what we for what we're doing in Detroit, hard nosed, gritty players, Nicobe Dean isn't that. We don't need a sub we don't need a sub packaged linebacker. Well, I mean listen, all right, fine. You get a bunch of white slow guys. How did that work out for you last year? Alex Anzalone, how was he? He sucked. So we also had Derek Barnes. As much as you need I think every team is well, built off so, of variety. So no. True. Well, you yes, can't just but, be fat and slow and old and slow everywhere. But we're not. Smart. That's why you go out and get a guy. And so I think this could be Boye Mafe. Uh, I think you get him with the thirty fourth pick, though. That's an athlete. I think you get him with the thirty fourth pick. I don't think you necessarily have to take him at thirty two. Instead, you go and get a guy like Leo Chanel, who is a tough nosed, gritty player who goes through blockers. He fits the exact type of culture Dan Campbell is trying uh, to build here in Detroit, and he is a. Very, very solid coverage linebacker. Solid. Yeah. Solid. That's all you need. Low ceiling. Oh, Ugh. That's just not true. Low ceiling is not true. He's... Um, What's his 40? I, let me go look. I think it was... Okay. Better, oh, it had better be good. It had better be good. Four, five, three. Oh, fuck. Yeah. What, what are his measurables? Uh, he's six... Uh, let me go pull it up. I don't like that. He I don't is, like that. Uh, no. He, I think he's 6'2", 235 um, with, let me see. There we go. No, stop it. I don't want to join your premium. 6'2 and a half, 250 pounds. Jeez Louise. Uh, as an athlete. He is a monster. And this is why I'm a little bit surprised he's not he's not going higher. Um Does his I, tape stink or something? No. Absolutely not. He was fantastic. I I that's why I'm so confused, but I think I think he just fits what they're trying to do. I think he's a better Alex Angeloni by far. And so I think if you figure out if Darren, Derek Barnes can figure out what he's trying to do here uh in the NFL and he becomes a player that I think he can be. I think if you have a Leo Chanel Derek Barnes duo at linebacker, oh my god. Teams are going to be freakishly scared of you. It's pretty fat and slow. Though. It's it's not though. You think Derek Barnes oh, is fat and slow? I, he's just of that mold. Okay, he's just you know they're, he's, he's they're going to be maulers. I love I, mean? I love this pick. Um, I think Nico- taking Nicobe Dean would be. Listen, I I literally just watched a breakdown on Nicobe Dean yesterday, and the guy in the guy who's doing the breakdown, Brett Coleman, said that his biggest weakness was that he can't go through blocks. He has to run around him. Uh, yeah. Which you need is a guy terrible. Like that. You need a NFL. fast guy like that. So, so he's five eleven. He's two hundred twenty five pounds and has like thirty four inch arms that, or thirty three inch arms. That is terrible. It's today's NFL. That's what it is. No, it's not. It's hybrid strong safety, no. hybrid linebacker. That's what he would be. Classic player. That's what he would be. He would be like if you. Yeah, it, he, he that's would, today's NFL. He would be like if you took. Uh, he's he's a worse JOK by far. Um. I love JOK. Yeah, but though. he's like a worst. He's like a Walmart JOK. But I love JOK, so it fits. No, but I don't think you're listening to me. Yes, he's I a understand. Walmart JOK. Like he is nowhere he's near discount. He is nowhere near the talent level of JOK. And you saw what happened with JOK. 
I like this pick. This is my favorite pick. Okay? No, it's not. I took this pick because I knew you'd hate it. But I know it, you did. Um, it's a fit. It's not a fit. It's a fit. I like that fit. I uh, no. It's I'm not. good. I said my piece. Um, <laughs> I hope everyone has a great. I, I really want Leo Chanel at 32. That's. It's not about who you want. All right. It's about what's going to happen. And I think and, that's and what's going to happen. happen. Malik Willis and <laughs> Nicobe Dean. I'm sorry. I don't make the rules. If that happens, you are dead. Okay. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed. Catch you on the flip. See ya.